Uh, hey! <laughs> wow. Welcome to another <laughs> Flophouse Mini. That's right. An episode of the Flophouse that's theoretically shorter than a normal episode, and we do different stuff on it. This is the Flophouse Podcast, and I'm one of the hosts. My name is Stuart Wellington, and joining me are... <laughs> Hi, I'm Dan McCoy, delighted by how much Stuart seemed... I don't know, to do like a weird, awkward surprise. Like, oh, I didn't know that you were going to be here. <laughs> Here's, I'm Elliot Kalen, and it appeared to me that Stuart was it was it was in the situation of stealing someone's valuables when they thought the house was empty. And then when the homeowner w- walked in, they pretended to start a po- he pretended to start a podcast as if that's what he was there for. And who's who's joining us as a special guest today, Stuart? What? Yep, there he is. Uh, why don't you introduce yourself? <laughs> Uh, hi, uh, this is uh, Griffin Newman of, of the Blank Check podcast. What a surprise guest. I cannot believe I'm yeah. here. Way to uh-huh. put our guest to work right away, Stuart. We uh-huh. could yeah. tell. Oh. oh, but also, also, the Disney Plus original movie, Disenchanted, streaming November 18th. That's right. Uh, is that, wow, that's what you're here to promote? Right up top. <laughs> right up at the top. Right up at the if top. If you prefer to <laughs> take your podcaster in chipmunk form, Yes. Then this is for you. I, you know, I feel like uh, between blank check, the times I've uh, appeared on other shows, the complaint I get most often is, "Why does Griffin speak so lowly?" <laughs> yeah. When when Dan, dulcet tones. When Dan said, "Take your podcaster in chipmunk form," Griffin grabbed yeah. his hat, and I'm like, "He's gonna put on a fucking costume." <laughs> I'm gonna put on the chipmunk. No, I don't have a chipmunk suit. Yet, yet. I, I guess yet. I, I should have one. Uh, yeah, no, but that's everyone. It's they say your voice is too deep, too <laughs> yeah. slow, too. And they, low. they're always like, "Can we speed like, it up? Can we chip it up?" Why doesn't Griffin share what he thinks? Why is he so reticent to speak? Mm-hmm. What's I going know. on? I hold it. All so close to this. <laughs> they, uh, they, yeah. I was. This is a behind the scenes thing. I was saying to mm. uh, to my wife and to my son. I said, "Oh, we're having Griffin Newman on tonight, so it might be a little long for a mini because he's, you know, he's a guy who likes to talk." And my son goes, "Oh, like you." Uh, <laughs> well, wow! Well, it was well, actually, it really oh man! Sh- it showed I was. I, and yeah. your your yeah. your home is out of aloe vera at this point because you've been roasted. <laughs> yeah, I was. Yeah, yeah, call me Billy Joel because I was living in a glass house with that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm sure. I mean, I think before we met, uh, and before our podcast had formally collided, I I would hear a lot from people. Oh, you're a lot like Elliot Kalen. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're oh, like wow. the Elliot of your show. I get huh? a lot of. Uh, you're like Griffin Newman. If someday, yeah. someday we're mm-hmm. gonna. Uh, have to, I guess, have a baby together and see if it's the <laughs> most pure, the most yeah. pure version of us that's possible. I don't know. Uh, Absolutely. This, yeah. See, this is how we got like you know French bulldogs. Is, is <laughs> explain. This kind of, Please explain what that means. <laughs> you know, like this, this, this interbreeding for characteristics. Eventually, you get like you know this this critter that's going to be wheezing around. Um, right. <laughs> it might like, be this adorable. Can't but. stop talking and dropping movie references, but also it can't breathe out of its nose yeah. for some mm-hmm. reason. Yeah. It's the best at what it does, but what it yeah. does is kind <laughs> the, of just the, be hanging on to life. The movie right, reference not part of the brain good at staying alive. The movie mm-hmm. reference part of the brain is so overgrown that it can no longer stand direct. It mm-hmm. has to has to yeah. lie with its head on a <laughs> yeah. pillow. But you know, brilliant. Yeah. Um. Did we decide uh, so, on what we're well, doing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we okay. We did. Uh, I haven't gotten to introduce it. Okay, I was going oh, to d- introduce. Thank you so much, Griffin, for joining us for our, our 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 first annual State of the Newman Address. Wow, <laughs> <laughs> I did not know this is what was happening. Okay, this is it. Every year, Griffin Newman comes wow. on a mini and talks about it. the state of the entertainment industry, the world, mm. his life. Uh, sure. Where the sciences are right now, the arts in general, the state of our yeah. oceans, the state mm. of space junk, how much space junk okay. is still in the spa- sky orbiting mm. around the Earth. And he just gives it to us comprehensively, no holds barred. He's the last sane man on a world gone mad. And he's here to drop some truth bombs on us in his very respectable, very dignified. And I think this is what the, the 45th or 46th annual State of the Newman Address. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I know. I did know it was that time of the year already, and and boy, are you guys lucky that I already have a Google Doc prepared with answers to all of those specific topics you just said. I just happen to have it open right there. I don't. I mean, I don't. I wouldn't say I like to throw my co-hosts under the bus, but I did say Mm. like maybe let's not go with the premise that requires Griffin to do. So much work. Our our guests in our home and these two agents of chaos were like, <laughs> "Oh sure, no, no, no. 
Yeah, I think, no, no, it's I think, great. Uh, my my third podcast episode I've done today. <laughs> oh. Let's so keep probably, it going. So you're all revved up and ready to do some talking. Th- yeah, think, just, I, a, just know, a night 11.40 p.m. record. That fact, <laughs> Elliot, that fact yeah. makes me want to. Two days after the the, the time change. True. So it and feels thank later. God for yeah, that. yeah. Thank God. We for can't that. do this to yeah. a man on the third podcast of the day. We, we may need to, to no, go to the fallback so premise. Then let's go. No, I'm gonna I'm gonna give this first podcast of the day energy. I'm gonna give it 11:40 a.m. energy. <laughs> so I'm gonna, so in the, if we're not doing if mm. we're not doing the annual state of the <laughs> we're not. Address, well, <laughs> you know what? Why don't you why don't you why don't you build up your force for that? Because uh, okay. instead, okay. Uh, the, our backup thing, which is even dumber. Than that mm. was. Mm. I have a little. Really okay. I have a little game just for you. It's called. What? It's called. It's two games. In fact, one's called Know Your Newmans, okay. and one's called Get Your Griffins. Okay. And so I'm gonna <laughs> see how well you know. Okay. Other famous Newmans and Griffins. All right. Cool. Cool. I try to keep tabs on both. Okay. Then we'll talk about movies or something. So let's. Would you yeah. like? So what's your? What's your? P- pick your poison. You'll end up doing both. But would you rather do Know yeah. Your Newmans or Get Your Griffins first? Huh. <laughs> uh. I. I <clears throat> I, I think, and remember, you could have gotten out of this by giving an extemporaneous speech about everything in the world. I'm still going to. I'm still going okay, to. Okay, fair, fair. Don't think that's off the table. I'm trying to think which one would be easier, Sarah. Uh, let, let's let's go Newman's first. Okay, I think that's a good idea because in okay. Know Your Newman's, it's all last names. Right. Uh, in in uh, Get Your Griffins, some of them might be first names. Fuck. So okay. it's gonna be first names it or last names. Ways. It so goes both ways. Know your Newmans. All right. Mm-hmm. So we'll start off. We'll start off a little easy. Can you name? No. Do you know this Newman? <laughs> okay. Do you know this race car driver and salad dressing magnate who just had a posthumous memoir published? Paul Newman. This okay. Is, there you this go. This is the Paul. one I, I wish I were related to. Okay. Well, they're couples. It's, we'll get to the other ones. It's possible mm-hmm. he's Jewish, right? Probably he not. Is. Oh, he is. No, okay. no, no, no. He is. He's like the best of us. Yeah. That was yeah. when he yeah, when he died. The, uh, the the people of Israel said he was the best of us. Yeah. I, I, I mean, there were a few prophets some... who were vying for the role, but uh, overall, no, he is the best of us. Yeah, when he he, just, he, he ascended to heaven, and Saul and David both said, and and uh, and Solomon all went. <laughs> Hey, you take the throne, man. Got you got it, it, man. You get, you get it. And say what you want. They did change the lo- the label for his Asian styled salad yeah. dressing to be less kind of a little less, yeah. less. And and when he died, they did change the labels to put X's over his eyes so that everyone <laughs> knew that he had passed. There's a whole there are whole generations of Americans who are going to grow up thinking that he w- he's a man who had a popcorn and salad dressing <laughs> company and may have been in movies also. Yeah, they're not going to know it. Who he really I was, was going to say, after he died, people thought it was maybe a cause collaboration. One of those, the kids love these <laughs> cause collaborations. I don't know if you're aware of this. Cause okay, Paul Newman. Okay, Paul Newman. So here's another easy one. Okay. One down. Yeah. Here, okay, who, okay, do you know this Newman? Who is mm. the Catholic churchman given the catty satire treatment in Leighton Strachey's classic Eminent Victorians? Oh, come on. <laughs> We've all read Eminent Victorians. It is a hilariously catty book about four Victorian British people written in the 1920s, I believe, by Light and Strachey. Strachey. I never knew how to pronounce it, but he's a hilarious Sorry, did you writer. say Itchy and Scratchy? Itchy by, written by Itchy and Scratchy. It was a collaboration. They set aside their differences. Itchy and Scratchy, two characters who my son is sincerely entertained by, does not get the joke of That's them. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Okay, wait. Uh, can you uh, read it to me one more time? I think I'm gonna get it. This okay, time. I'll tell. I'll, I'll give you a hint. He's English. He's also from England. This. Yeah. No, that's the one thing I've been banking on. Okay. Catholic churchman, famous figure in the Catholic Church, given the mm-hmm. catty satirical treatment in Light and Strachey's classic Eminent Victorians. Do you need me to name okay. the other people who are in an Eminent Victorians? Would that help? Yeah, that would help. That okay. would help. Let's eliminate some other names. Okay, hold on. Let me uh, just okay. make sure that I've got all, Again, they all, it has to, his, it, the name has to have Newman in it, so, but, so this yeah. won't help that much. But just so you know, the book also uh, goes after uh, – oh, you know what? Uh, uh, it goes after Florence Nightingale, uh, Thomas Arnold, the uh, schoolmaster, okay. and uh, uh-huh. General Charles, quote, Chinese Gordon. Now, I should be, I should be clearer. The, he is mentioned uh, in the chapter about Cardinal Manning. Oh, that chapter. Okay, go on. <laughs> so, so that may be helpful. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 that is. That's a huge hint. That's almost a giveaway. Uh, I'm going to uh, uh, do what perhaps is a cheat and also I'm guessing is wrong and guess Vicar Newman? 
Oh, I'm so sorry. It was Cardinal Newman. Oh. Oh. Cardinal. So you would have accepted if yeah. I'd gotten the right title. <laughs> yeah, you, I would have accepted yeah. it. Fuck. Yeah, I believe it's John Henry yeah. Newman was the name, uh, but uh, I would have accepted Cardinal Newman. Sorry Fuck. about that. Okay, Vicar just felt more British to okay. me. Okay, here's yeah. one. Okay, well, here's one that, here's another, here's yeah. one. Here's a hard one. No, it's an easy one. How about this one? Okay. Humor Magazine mascot who spells Alfred his name Newman. differently than you. <laughs> Alfred E. Newman. Okay. So is, is his middle I'm name back, also baby. entertainment? <laughs> I think yes. so. Yeah, just like Charles E. Cheese. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. I was, They're related. I was trying to – I was explaining that. <laughs> we drove by the Chuck E. Cheese in our neighborhood because there is one. And and I said, oh, well, you know, his name is technically Charles Entertainment Cheese. And and my older son, Sammy, said, but it's what? Chuck, not Charles. And I was like, well, Chuck is Charles. And then my Chuck. wife turned to me and she goes, why do you know this? <laughs> <laughs> and why do you feel compelled to pass it along to the next generation That's so that they question. may pass it down? Yeah. That's a Why good do you question. know his full Christian name? Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, uh, Chester Edward or Charles Edward Cheese. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so anyway, not, Elliot, not a Jew, for the record. No, not, not a Jew. Jew. Not a Jew. Not a Jew. No. <laughs> Elliot knows it because he wrote the Times obituary that they have on file. <laughs> well, I, I ghost wrote his memoir. Yeah, yeah. of course. Yeah, of course. It, it's yeah. not always playtime down at the Playhouse. That was his. That was his memoir. It was all about yeah. being in, performing in Summerstock and his troubles there. Not a, any nothing about pizza or or the Chuck E. Cheese franchise. Yeah, he never wanted to go into a restaurant. It's a terrible business. It's a terrible industry. Yeah. Anyway, so how about this one? Here's another easy one. Okay. American okay. abstract expressionist painter who specialized in color fields. Fuck. Uh, uh, American abstract painter. So you said this was an easy one. <laughs> but I also um, said Cardinal Newman was an easy one. But this I know. One's a little, I'm starting to sense a pattern. I, on the, this on one the feels scale. easier. This is easier than Cardinal Newman, not as easy as Paul Newman. Yeah, okay. I'm going to say um, Richard Newman. Okay. Uh, <laughs> it's a good shot in the dark. No, it was Barnett Newman. Yeah. Sorry, Barnett okay. Newman. Uh, okay. Yeah. okay. Yeah. A name Looking that you may, you may know. Uh, again, abstract, very much in the Rothko vein. Uh, okay. Oh, not, cool. Not, yeah, yeah. Oh, that vein. Yeah, yeah. Not Rothko Newman, but Mark Rothko. Oh, the, yeah. Big, big, big colors. <laughs> this man, big colors. Yeah, this man much. is one of these men who takes the canvas and he paints one big color on it. <laughs> well, it's not. It, yeah. yeah, he does some of that. Yeah, not uh, exclusively. But I'm saying a lot of big color paint. A okay. lot of big colors. You gotta. You mm-hmm. feel like. You feel like one day Mark Rothko reaches his breakthrough when he he was like, I gotta get the background ready for this amazing painting I'm gonna do, and they just paint it all red, and he goes, I think I'm done. I'm tired. Wait a second. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Okay, so Bernard Newman would do like a line. Yeah, he'd do like a line or like a squiggle or something like that. In the middle. Okay. Yeah. I kind of like this. He okay. looks cool. Yeah, I mean, it's, he's, he's got a real uh, face about him. Yeah. He uh, does. Absolutely. He, he kind of looks like if Paul Krugman was cool. <laughs> Great description. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, the, so, okay, this one, you might mm. get yeah, this one. Well, how about this is a Newman. Know this Newman. Original cast member of SNL. Lorraine Newman. There you go. Yeah, there, there you go. go. And here's okay. another easy one for you. British mm-hmm. author, best known for his Dracula novels, but he's also dabbled in the Warhammer and Doctor Who universes, and he once wrote a book of short stories in which Ed Gain and the Blues Brothers both appear. Now this I really feel like I should know. <laughs> uh, I'm going to say Randolph Newman. <laughs> Close. It was Kim Newman. Kim Newman Fuck. is his Fuck, name. Yes. Kim oh, Newman. I do know that yeah. name. Yeah. Author of Anno Dracula, Dracula Ugh. Cha-Cha, yes. yeah. Bloody Fuck. Red Baron. Yeah. Um, he, the Ed Gain and the Blues Brothers appear in his book, Back in the USSA, which is a book of short that's, stories set in a socialist America where the history doesn't quite work out. <laughs> it's it's like wild. his, his yeah, parallel. Yeah, you don't say. His parallel the one don't, where, where Blues Brothers meet again, doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't totally check <laughs> out. Where, where, uh, where char- the characters also include Kurt Vonnegut and uh, I think Hannibal Lecter is in it also. Wow. But uh, okay. Uh, okay, how about this? You're going to get this one. Okay. 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 Know this, Newman. You're going to know this. Mm. Singer mm. and songwriter who always sounds like he's got something in his mouth. Uh, oh, okay, okay. Because mm. I thought it could be a couple people until we got to that last part. Uh, Randy Newman. <laughs> You're right, me. Randy Newman. Randy Newman. <laughs> the guy who's, who uh, my, it Randy bothers them all. Another way mm. I bother my children is by just walking around going, <laughs> you got a family, which they don't like. Nobody Never likes not it. fun. No. Never not Never fun. Never not fun. He's someone who I'm like, if he could be a Muppet, he wouldn't even have to do a voice. He would just make <laughs> yeah. his regular voice. Okay, we've got one person left in No That Newman, or is it No Your Newmans? Okay. I don't remember no, what I, I called it before. Yeah. No Your Newmans. No Your Newmans. Uh, so this one, I hope you get correct because mm-hmm. it's someone I am related to by marriage. 
Uh, so, okay. Griffin <laughs> Newman. Okay. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> wait a second. And it's Randy Newman. Yeah. <laughs> and he's with me today. Hey, Griffin, it's going great to see you. <laughs> nice to see you. Okay, I won't do the whole thing where Randy Newman's here and he keeps singing, You Got a Friend in Me, because I, I did that on an episode before, and I'm not one to repeat bits. Right, Dan? No, never. Uh, never. never. Not, yeah. unless, not unless Stuart no. suddenly reminds me of a character I barely remember that I did a long time ago, uh, as no, he no, did no. in the previous minute. That, that's why both uh, your kids find both you and I very funny, because neither of us ever repeats bits. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, they would love you. My kids would love you. They, 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 they're big fans. Okay. <laughs> so or they'd, or like, they'd say, another one of these? <laughs> no, no. They'd be like, he's just like dad without any of the baggage or power to punish. <laughs> They would love you so much. <laughs> That's it's true. like vacation, Dad. <laughs> yeah. Finally, finally, a dad that they don't have to have it that they don't have to care about. Right. But uh, this, uh, they they did. Uh, they've been very clear in uh, in their feelings about me today. They did call me mm. boring, and at one point, I got hit with a toy in the face, and that was that was deemed hilarious for a moment <laughs> until it, it until it was clear that it actually hurt. And so. how old is this kid? Seventeen. Yeah, yeah, seventeen. My my oldest yeah. is thirty two, and my youngest right. is seventeen. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. But they're actually twins. There was a mistake with a time machine. I won't get into it now. It's not oh, that interesting. Okay. Sure. Sure. So sure, sure. okay. So this is award winning general relativity physicist who co developed the famous Newman Penrose formalism. And remember, this is someone I'm related to by marriage, so I will be deeply offended if you don't if you don't get <laughs> yeah. it. And their last name is Newman. I'm I'm prepared to steal. <laughs> Do, do you have this, Stuart? <laughs> uh, uh, would you mind reading the uh, the hint one more time, please? Okay, the he, question. Award-winning yeah. general relativity physicist. He was a winner of the Einstein Award, the Einstein Prize. Okay. Who co-developed the Newman-Penrose formalism. Okay, I have my answer. I'm going to say it is award-winning general relativity physicist. Dr. Newman. That is you my are, final answer. You're right. I mean, you're technically you. right. I've got to give it <laughs> to you. His, <laughs> his full name is Ezra Teddy Newman. He was uh, oh. my, my wife's grandfather's cousin and also my wife's grandfather's best friend, and he was a uh, very nice man. Everyone called huh. him Teddy, uh, but wow. I guess his, his co-workers called him Ted. Anyway, uh, award-winning physicist, wow. uh, a real member yeah, my wife's wow. family just passed away wow. last year. Anyway, wow. yeah, wow, wow, wow. Yeah, oh, so that's cool. so. Yeah, wow. uh, so let's tally up the score, which I wasn't really <laughs> yeah, keeping. Let's hear it. Uh, mm-hmm. You you blazed ahead with a uh, with four out of eight. It looks like mm. uh, so that's, that's pretty good. A solid fifty mm-hmm. percent in this democracy. That's enough to get yeah. you a win. And uh, so and if we gerrymandered that one, you are winning over second player not found. So that's good <laughs> news for you. Other controller I, not connected. I was going to say, yeah. excuse me, Dan, you got zero points so far. Yes, yeah, true. Stewart's got zero points so far. Yeah, I think Stuart, that's the competition. Stewart threatened to steal on the last one, but he did not get a chance. He didn't because do he, it. He, he didn't, you know didn't get a chance. You know what? He I scooped got, me. I got to give you credit for Dr. Newman. That's five. You got five out of eight, actually. That's, yeah. that's much better. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, you, you just I, need to bone up on your English Catholic history, uh, your Dracula, uh, non-canon mm. Dracula knowledge, and also so uh, abstract expressionist art. Speaking sure, of which, sure, I sure. you know I finally caught up with Barnett Newman's uh, face over here, and I yeah, also mm-hmm. would like to endorse it. It's, he's got a really nice mustache as well. It's fun. He's got a fun energy. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He looks like a guy who'd be who'd give you a real good time. Yeah, a real blast. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, so should we move on okay. to the second game now? This mm. is get that Griffin. Oh, please get your Griffin. Uh, yeah, something like mm-hmm. that. Get, a, get that Griffin. Get a yeah. Griffin. Now, in this case, yeah. these are famous Griffins. Now, mm-hmm. throw a curveball your way. It could be a first name or yeah. a last name. Uh-huh. So uh, <laughs> we could also be talking about the mythical creature, right? Well, no, this is my question. I did I did consider including that, but I thought it would Proper be unfair because okay. that's technically not, I don't know the name the Griffin's name. Mm-hmm. I know that's a species, but I don't know yeah. if if he has another name. Uh, well, Elliot, I would suggest asking him directly. That's the best way to find out. <laughs> yeah, I'll get in touch with him through his people. Uh, he's in the he's in the book. I'll just look him up. <laughs> I'll, I'll let my finger do the talking. <laughs> the cryptozoology book. <laughs> and uh, okay, so here's here's the first question. Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. murderous invisible man played by Claude Rains. Oh, fuck. Mm. I ju- I just watched this. Uh, Griffin is his last name. Mm-hmm. Yes. What's his first name? And don't get confused with League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. That has that's a different first name. I know. I know. Uh, oh, R.I.P. to Kevin O'Neill, man. Oh yeah. Oh, did Kevin O'Neill pass yeah. away? 
He, he just, just did, passed right? away. Oh, yeah, I didn't know. The I'm, fucking best. I'm man. learning this news on air right now. Oh, that's so sad. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. he's fantastic. Yeah. Um, oh, I that d- makes me I sad. Just, well, that's the end I, of it. That's the end of this episode. Sorry, everybody. Game's <laughs> over. <laughs> game's over. Yeah. Uh, I, I I did a bunch of the Universals uh, during the month of October, the spookiest mm-hmm. month. Good time to do it. And this, this because shows, this shows how out of step with with the world and America I am is that I didn't watch that many horror movies during October and then November 1st I was like put it up Spanish language Dracula vampires kiss I'm watching them all like suddenly yeah. I was all about mm-hmm. horror movies right after yeah. Halloween uh, I watched a, a, a really scary horror movie during October it was called The News mm. oh, shit Ugh. this is the state Fuck of the Newman off. address oh, <laughs> this is the state again a little preview the state oh, of the Newman is sassy <laughs> um, I'm so glad I watched this movie within the last two weeks because it, of course, is fresh in my memory that this character's name is uh, Doctor Newman. <laughs> <laughs> no, this Doctor Griffin. This is the Griffin's name. This is the Griffin's name. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. That's an easy mistake to make. He is not Doctor Newman, but in fact, Doctor Jack Griffin. Oh, unforced Jack, error. Very Jack's unforced. His first name. Wow. I, it's hard okay. to believe that you got that half of the answer wrong. Uh, <laughs> I know. Perhaps Pretty I wasn't clear enough in explaining the rules of the game, but uh, mm. I'll tap okay. into my inner okay. Renoir well, and, expl- and yes. go into the rules of the game, which is it's people with Griffin in their name. Yeah. Okay, thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. That was so, definitely your mistake and not mine. Great. So here's another Griffin. Let's see if okay. we can get this one. Okay. Mm-hmm. Maybe you said you watched The Invisible Man recently. Maybe this is yep. someone whose work you've also encountered recently. This is who, founding member of Mott the Hoople. Mm. <laughs> Jesus Christ. God damn it. Well, at least I was right that this one's harder. Yes. Uh, than harder the first than the game. one you got wrong. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Um, I am going to say Griffin Hoople. I'm so, so sorry. Mm. It is Dale Buffin Griffin. So Griffin not was Dale actually the, la- the last name. Buffin but not a bad guess. Buffin is the nickname. Yeah. Okay. Not a terrible guess. Not a terrible guess. I think guess. Griffin Hoople's not a terrible guess. Mott no, the Hoople, no, of course, no. the only band to be sponsored by Mott's Apple Juice. Mott's Apple Juice, <laughs> the only apple juice you could drink when I was a kid. It, there were no other ones around. <laughs> it's it's like a Ruth's Chris Steakhouse. It's Mott's the Hoople. Yeah, Mott's the mm-hmm. Hoople. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. What is a Hoople? Well, we'll mm. find out in mm. Newman's in Griffin's <laughs> State of the Newman Address, probably. Uh, okay. Yep, coming up. Okay, so here's so this one. I think you'll get this one. This is for an old movie hound okay. like you. This you're gonna get this one. Okay, the star of Undercover Brother, who is ranked number sixty-two on Comedy Central's list of the hundred greatest stand-ups of all time. So he's not only in Undercover Brother; he is also the sixty-second greatest stand-up of all time, according to Comedy Central. I have talked uh, about this with uh, my friend uh, David Sims, a co-host of Blank Check, many times. That uh, for a long time, my greatest career aspiration was to be in a two-hander buddy comedy with this actor so the poster could just be Eddie Griffin Newman. Mm-hmm. You got it, Eddie Griffin. Thank you. You know it. Thank you. And uh, I think that's a great poster too. Although it would surprise, I think people would think that Nelson Eddie and Barnett Newman and Merv mm-hmm. Griffin were in a movie to get, together. I mean, either way, a great uh, before and after on uh, the Wheel of Fortune. <laughs> That's true. That's true. That would be a great wheel of fortune. I have a question. Yeah. If we know who Chris is, who's Ruth in the Ruth's Chris? Uh, The possessor of Chris. (laughs) I I guess. I just don't know why I'd go to them for a steak. Because <laughs> they're really open like the about Chris. the dominant relationship that they have. I, yeah, guess. I was going to say, if you like the, the Chris, you'll love the steak. <laughs> guess you're right. <laughs> if it's Ruth's. Yeah. You like this guy? He's in charge of the steak. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I just, I'm sorry. I looked it up. It was founded as Chris Steakhouse. Uh-huh. And then a woman named Ruth oh. Fertile bought it. And I guess didn't want to thoroughly abandon the value of Chris Steakhouse as a brand, so it became Ruth's Chris. That is <laughs> absurd. Yeah. <laughs> so and and not make it Ruth Chris, but Ru- and create a new person, a new character named like Ruth. Ruth Chris, Chris sounds yes. sounds too much like ruthless, <laughs> right? Well, but I mean, like 
It also implies that there's some Chris's Steakhouses out there that are not <laughs> Ruth's Chris's Steakhouse. That's fair. Yeah, and I've yet <laughs> yep. to see one. Yeah. <laughs> it was it was one restaurant. She bought one restaurant that was called Chris Steakhouse. <clears throat> and what I can only assume that at some point she played for the Miami Dolphins because isn't that like a a requirement for you to name a steakhouse after yourself? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's you yeah. have to do yeah. that. Peter Luger, he did that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Smith and Walensky, they both did that. Yeah. Uh, old Homestead. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Old. O Homestead. The O stood for old. Yeah. Of course. Mm. Keen. Yeah. Yeah. All of them. Uh, for anyone listening at home who's not from the New York area, if you'd like to put in your own regional steakhouses into this joke, yeah. feel free. Yeah. Frank. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good exercise, you know, if you want to learn how uh, to write. Like the palm. Yep. <laughs> Palm. T H E Palm. That's Theodore Howard yes. Edward Palm. <laughs> yep. All right, everybody. Okay. We've got mm, okay. we've got some more griffins. Are you ready for them? Okay. I, okay. I yeah. as ready as I've ever been. Yeah. Okay. How about this? You you got you're doing great. You got uh, well, you're not doing great. You've got one out of <laughs> no, three. I mean, let's, I'm doing okay. You're doing okay. Okay. Current pitcher for the St. Louis Cardinals. God damn it. Uh, a baseball player playing now. This, I mean, not yeah. anymore. The season's over, but playing in this era. Well, I'm going to name the most current relevant baseball player I can think of. Ken Griffey Jr. <laughs> I'm sorry. Griffey is close to Griffin. I don't believe Ken Griffey ever played for the Cardinals. I could be wrong well, about that. I was thinking I was thinking of Griffin Roberts. Griffin Roberts. I wasn't going to get that. Oh, yeah. Okay, but you when didn't I, get— you When didn't, I was— uh, no, sorry, what were we going to say? No, no, what were we going to say? I was just going on to the next question. You, I want to hear your story about Griffin Roberts, someone I, I think you've just learned the existence of. Yeah, I have no opinion on whatsoever. I was going to say that when I was a child uh, and they would ask us, like, who's uh -huh. your favorite athlete? You know, like yeah. uh, those sort of like, go around, say your favorite animal, say your favorite color. Mm -hmm. and like Favorite food, pizza, favorite uh, right. movie, Terminator 2. Yeah, exactly. Right. I would always say Ken Griffey Jr. because it was just like, well, I could pick the guy whose name sounds like mine. I had no opinion on him otherwise. Mm -hmm. Loved him. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Did you like get a shirt or a poster or anything? Maybe imposing <laughs> next to a Lamborghini or? Yeah, I, I'll tell you this. I remember reading his biography, his like little oh, junior shit. biography. Oh, wow. Yeah, that is yeah. a lot of commitment to a name link to like. I hate read the whole if thing. Nothing else. Yeah, I commit to the bit. Wow. <laughs> well, hopefully you can continue to commit to this dumb bit of the okay. get your Griffins game because here's another mm -hmm. one coming your way. Okay. The mascot of the College of William and Mary. I'm going to say the Griffin. And you know what? I looked it up. He does have a name, it turns out, and now I know it. What is that name? That name is— <laughs> Okay, yeah, wait, let's just clarify. It is a Griffin? I cannot—let uh, me ask the judges. No, the judges say I'm not allowed to tell you ahead of time, but I believe from context clues you can probably figure out the answer to that question. Okay, and we want a proper name first and last— just, just one name, just one name. I will, maybe this okay. will help you that uh, that this mascot, it, uh, the other finalists for the job that did not get it were a phoenix, mm. a pug, a wren, and a king and queen. So you know it's not one of those. So okay, I'm gonna guess his name is King Phoenix Pug Wren the Griffin. <laughs> <laughs> I mean that's a great name. Can I, <laughs> yeah. can I attempt to? Can I attempt to steal? Yeah, you oh, can try fuck. it. Yeah, unless Griffin thinks he can stop the steal, he can. No, no, I'm gonna <laughs> give Stuart the, the opening here. Is it Griffy Entertainment Griffin? <laughs> fuck. <laughs> So Griffey is not a nickname. Griffey is his full name? Is it, no. Yeah. yeah. Is Griffey, it just no. a one-word name? Sorry. It I, is a one-word name. Dan, are you doing research or are you is it, guessing? No, I'm just guessing. Okay, was yes, it, it's a one is word it just Griffin? You, no. Do you want to steal the steal? It's, I'm just curious. It's not Griffin. Can I go back and try to re-steal the steal for yeah, myself? Yeah, yeah, if if they you want to re-steal the steal. As yeah. you know from the rules that were clearly explained, <laughs> once we go one yeah. ring around the Zoom, you get to yeah. another chance. Then you can re-steal the steal again. That, yeah, you can re-steal the steal. That's, an, a special, that's a special bonus move that we call we call a re-steal, re-seal. That's when you, yeah. you unseal. It's also called re-steal, unseal. You unseal your old answer and you re-steal it. Uh, give me the name of the college again. Uh, the College of William and Mary. Okay, I'm going to guess his name is Will the Griffin. 
Oof, that's All right, uh, that's not correct. Fuck. Oh, I think damn. I think you, it was pro- this was probably your second choice. His name is Reveille the Griffin, named in honor well, of no, University I, President I, I Taylor Reveille upon his retirement. I was closest was, in was 2018. Closest. No <laughs> way. I was closest. Stuart was. I was gonna go with Gary next. <laughs> yeah, I was between G- Gary, Greg, Gary's and then I pretty. thought it, maybe it's William. Yeah. I mean, I was the right line of thinking that it was a name connected to the college yes. itself. No, yeah. Yeah, I think yeah. if, if only you had some time to research other names connected to the college, I think you definitely would have gotten it. And that's on me. That's on me. Obviously, I came yeah. unprepared tonight. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's on. Yeah. Me. <laughs> yeah. Now, this this I, maybe someone can write in and explain about this, or maybe you guys are familiar. It's uh, looking at Wikipedia. It says Griffin mascot. Mm-hmm. It says related mascots: Canisius College Golden Griffin. Now, are they implying that these two mascots are related? Mm. I can only assume. <laughs> That's like uh, if you go onto IMDb and it recommends other movies, like movie connections. Yeah, technically mm-hmm. those movies are cousins. If, they, oh. if they're being recommended to you by yep. mm-hmm. an algorithm or a database like that, the movie is a cousin. That reminds me of yeah, when uh, that's I why was, uh, I was... Roman J. Israel Esquire and uh, Hacksand never married because. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why yeah. those two were recommended together. By the way, I just you know I have I'll, a weird algorithm. I will know why this. I remember uh, years and years ago looking at the mm. IMDb listing for From Hell, uh, the mm. the uh, the Jack the Ripper movie, and mm-hmm. seeing that recommend- and you're like not not based on reality, huh? <laughs> Weird. <laughs> Wait Thought a this was a true story. <laughs> Are you saying that loosely inspired? <laughs> that they took liberties with this. What I thought was a documentary film that uh, it said like if you like you know the recommendations it all, it all the, another one was uh, was Rising Sun I believe. And I was like, wait okay. a minute. The only thing this movie has in common, I think, is they're both movies where prostitutes are murdered. Like, this is, well, like that's not why I want to watch movies. But nope. the computer doesn't know. Uh, <laughs> makes more sense than when I finished watching The Lost Daughter on Netflix. And Netflix said, you might like this. And it put up, somebody feed Phil. <laughs> and I was like, I don't think, I don't think that's what's well, the right follow-up for this. After you see a daughter being lost, you're very concerned. You become, your paternal instincts kick in. You're like, can somebody feed Phil? Somebody's got to feed Phil. Oh my God. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> Phil is starving. Uh, maybe, okay, here's, uh, okay, get this Griffin. Okay, Griffin. Mm-hmm. Griffin, get mm-hmm. this Griffin, Griffin. Mm-hmm. And you're bound to get this one. This one's a guarantee okay. if you okay. are my dad because this is a famous <laughs> author of military and detective novels and my dad has read like a million of his books. And routinely oh. picks them up, routinely buys them, starts reading them and realizes he has already read that one and then puts it back down. This is what's annoying is I believe my grandfather also was a rabid reader of this man's books. And mm-hmm. I'm picturing the spines okay. on his bookshelf. The covers are very shiny. Can I can I I'm gonna ask you for a hint. You could decide whether or not to grant it to okay. me. Is his first name initials? I'm gonna say yes. Okay. <laughs> okay. He's going to say yes. I w- and this yeah. is a, this is a clue that might be less helpful than I would it, than I would think it would be. Actually, it's pretty. It might be. We'll see. We'll see. His oh. first name is initials that spell out a word related to perhaps America's favorite fictional character. <laughs> Just by coincidence, that the word is related to America's favorite fictional character, possibly. Whoa. Oh. Okay. Okay, so now I'm convinced it has to be a Chuck E. Cheese thing. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. America's favorite Uh, fictional character. (laughs) Charles Entertainment Cheese. Fictional? (laughs) I'm going to say C.E. Griffin. Mm, I'm sorry. It's Webb Griffin. W.E.B. Griffin. Right! That fictional character, of course, Spider-Man, the greatest character in fiction in all of literature ever. Mm -hmm. Take that, Odysseus. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Spider-Man knows how to find his way home, as mm. evidenced by the movies we saw. <laughs> yeah. That was that was such a rude taunt to tell him there was no way home. <laughs> it was very inaccurate, yeah, too. Very inaccurate. I know. Yeah. It, it really feels like it motivated him. How would Now I really want to see a version of the Odyssey where it's Spider-Man instead of Odysseus, and he's just webbing that Cyclops in the eye. Just, you know, mm-hmm. you know yep. uh, up in Maine. Putting webs in. Goes down to Hades to talk to Uncle Ben. Yeah. <laughs> Up in Maine, that movie was called Spider-Man, You Can't Get There From Here. 
<laughs> Thank you, Dan. Oh, wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Good work. Good work. Really strong work. Dan, Dan like some... Stephen King's listening to this right now, and he's like, fucking nailed it. Yeah. Yeah. Some rough beast stirred himself from his ages slumber to deliver that, that zinger against Maine. Uh, it's more of a nod to their sort of local dry sense of cranky humor. Oh yes, no, of course, I, I of, mean, course I get it. of course. Yeah, we understand. It was it, no. Thank you for for for, analy- yeah. for dissecting the joke. For us. <laughs> I mean, it might have landed a little bit better if uh, no, if I had said it, you know, immediately and not after an interrupt- interruption. But <laughs> but who's to say? Who's to say? I don't who's know to if say? it could have possibly gone over any better than I we, There's no way of knowing. To quote to quote Jack White. Who's to, who's to who's say? Who's to say? Yeah. yeah. Who's to say? Uh, so this one, okay. Okay, that one was close. Okay. That one was close. This okay. one's going to be even closer. Yeah. Because, it drives me crazy. Just because I knew, I fucking, the yeah, amount of times yeah. I had to yeah. you, all look you at to, those spines. Yeah. And yeah. it's all like the colonel, you know, and stuff right. like that. Yes. But, you know. Yes. They're all about police officers in the army or something. I don't know. I've mm-hmm. never read them, but my dad is goes crazy for him. Uh, if those, if my dad was a girl, those books would be a sharp-dressed man because he goes crazy for him. <laughs> Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, Alternately, if the book was a girl, it would have Mm -hmm. legs because certainly it knows how to use them to walk Mm -hmm. over to my dad and make him read the book. (laughs) That one didn't work quite as well. I'm just trying to get as as many 80s hits into this. As as many as the British would say, ZZ Top songs. And as you said, sometimes your dad would double back on books that he'd read before. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He'd enjoyed so much he'd do the tube steak book. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he also thought those books had a real tush on them. <laughs> it's amazing how my wedding song ZZ Top is possibly it's 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 got it's like such a funny combination of just the most the most extremely proficient guitar playing and the dumbest subject matter for every song. <laughs> Anyway, uh, I'm sure there's big ZZ Top fans out there. I apologize. Anyway. Yeah, um, she wants a pearl necklace, Elliot. That's the name of the song. <laughs> anyway. Good, I didn't make it up. No, I know you didn't. I know you didn't. It was those bearded gentlemen. Uh, so, okay. <laughs> this You're going to get this one. Anyway, so you're going to get this one. Mm-hmm. 72nd Attorney General of the United States. He served under Jimmy Carter. Stewart? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're phoning what a friend? Was, okay, yeah. You what get, was that reaction just you get, now? Yeah. You get uh, can one, I phone? You get one phone a friend, but it has to be a friend who's already on this Zoom call because the budget mm. is tight for this Say show. Say it one more time, Elliot. Stuart responded as if he were front row at his easy top concert <laughs> and they just started playing Tush. Just for <laughs> the listener at home. Ooh. Okay, so 72nd Attorney General of the United States served under President James Carter. I would say... Attorney General Griffin. <laughs> okay, well done. <laughs> well, now, okay, that's his suggestion. Griffin, are you going to take that suggestion? Uh, again, that it would, this is turned now into, into a game mm. I called Hollywood Griffs. It's like Hollywood <laughs> yeah. Squares, but with Griffin. Uh, so are you going to take that one, or are you going to say yes or no? Well, right. I mean, I basically feel like 50-50 chance. Stewart's answer covers me. Ironclad if Griffin's the last name and not the first. Yes, but that's a, again, like you're saying, that's a 50-50 risk. It's a 50-50 risk. Yeah, especially since this is not really a game of chance, but a game of knowledge based on a real piece of information. So there's yeah. <laughs> there's no luck involved. Well, I'm chancing it pretty hard. I'm going to say Attorney General Griffin. I'm so sorry. His name is Griffin Bell. So it would be uh, Attorney General Bell. Fuck me. Oh, I'm so sorry. Um, oh, boy. You know what? I wasn't... <laughs> I wasn't. Uh, I wasn't gonna pull this one out. Oh. I feel, but but I feel like you need a win. Griffin. So I'm just gonna say. Okay. So I'm just gonna okay. say American Werewolf in London. What are you gonna say? Griffin Dunn. Okay, you got it. You got one. Yeah. Okay, Thank fantastic. You. Jesus. Thank okay. Now you can send okay. uh, Griffin. That, Griffin that's home harder. With the home game version. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because yes. he needed to get at least two right, or else the home game would be denied to him. And so he would just <laughs> yeah. get a sticker that said, "I got my grift got on get was, get your Griffins." Yeah. This is I, I got says, great job. <laughs> <laughs> grape job? Yeah. yeah. It says grape job. With a picture of a grape. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Nailed it. Yeah, we, 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 we were gonna get we were gonna get stickers that were branded for the show, but it was expensive, so we just took some from a teacher's desk. Uh-huh. Yeah, this one also says big cheese, and it's got a cheese on it. Uh-huh. Yeah. Apple of my eye. Yeah, yeah, it's got an apple uh-huh. on it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And that's 
a, that was a good bulk price for scratch and sniffs. I, I think this was a smart purchase for you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, thanks. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So let's get let's go on to the next one. We've only got a few left. This one. <laughs> now, this, one's, this one, I think you'll get it. And also, because I mentioned it earlier, okay, game show magnate. Merv Griffin. Merv Griffin, right. This one, I normally would have said it was a shoe-in, but the way you've been playing this game, I'm not so sure. Okay. Oh, uh, poorly? Yeah, go on. Can you name this Griffin? Played the part of Arthur on The Tick. Oh, fuck. Uh, I know the guy. Uh, Well, uh, uh, can I ask ask for a hint? (laughs) <laughs> yeah, here's here's another hint. Uh, also, also known uh, for for the role of Watto. <laughs> okay. <laughs> hmm. So it's not Andy succumb from the Phantom Menace. Uh, wh- wh- which failed version of the Tick was this? Which this was the canceled before its prime. <laughs> I, this is the this. I'm gonna I'm gonna. Why don't you that's say right. Prime. We should clarify of the two of the two failed live action versions of the Tick. Mm. This was the yeah. more recent one. The one oh, that Griffin in, Newman. the Griffin. one that in many cases had more of a shot, and yet yes, Griffin yeah. Newman, you got yeah. it right, Griffin, you got it right, Griffin, 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 Griffin Newman, Griffin Newman, yeah, yeah, yeah also yeah, known yeah. of course for playing Wada, mm-hmm. uh, right, of and course. Pip, Pip the Chipmunk, yeah, yeah, yeah. Pip the Chipmunk, like Pip the chipmunk. I wasn't gonna name all of Griffin's roles. No, I'm I just know, promote, but, I'm just but Griffin, Griffin's here to promote. That he's yeah. kindly Pip the Chipmunk, and America's got Pip fever. It's just topical. Uh huh. Have you seen any Pip action figures out in the wild yet? Oh, no, I or have, or branded merch. I have the Google alerts set. I do the search uh-huh. on Shop Disney twice a day. <laughs> I have asked the Disney marketing department. There have been no clear answers yet. I'm I'm waiting. I'm waiting. I have uh, I successfully bought what limited Pip merchandise there was from the first movie, mm-hmm. which I yeah. which I was not the voice of Pip in that movie. Who was the voice of Pip in the first one? If not, great you. question. Yeah, great question. Uh, in the first movie, Pip essentially is two voice actors because for those who are not familiar with the first Enchanted, shame on like you a, if you're not. A delightful film. Mm-hmm. It's like yeah. a fish out of water comedy where she's a, a Disney, a classic sort of hand-drawn Disney princess and Princess Giselle from the Kingdom of Andalasia. She's got a lot of fun animal friends and she gets pushed by an evil witch through a well and lands in real New York City where life is tough. And in the opening animated prologue, the first 10 minutes of the film, voice actor named Jeff Bennett, who's an incredible voice actor who voiced uh, Johnny Bravo, among many other characters. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm Johnson Bravo, he's, yeah. He's, he's one of the most prolific voiceover actors of our time. Uh, he played Pip for like the three or four lines of dialogue that are at the beginning of the film. And he did like sort of a New York tough guy voice and then they, they pitched it up and sped it up. And uh, then when Pip falls through the well and comes to the real world, uh, in the real world, animals can't talk. So he loses his voice. And for the rest of the movie... Pip uh, just squeaks a bunch and it sort of tries to pantomime to warn everyone about the stakes of the film. And yeah. the squeaking is voiced by a man named Kevin Lima, who was an animator and directed the first Enchanted film. Um, so there were two different voices and uh, they thought, what if we find someone who already sounds like a New York chipmunk <laughs> and we save money in post by uh-huh. not having to speed him up or pitch him up? Wow. And and that's what brought you to our doorstep. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. it's it's great. I'm glad you finally were able to tell the audience about Disenchanted, about mm-hmm. uh Pip the Chipmunk, because it that means you've unlocked our final round, which is a bonus game. It's called what? Ain't That Ain't That a Pip. And in Ain't okay. That a Pip, you have to name the actors who have voice acted characters named Pip. Well, okay, okay. Let's okay. see. Let's see if you're ready for it because let's see. Let's see. There's a lot there's you, we we know you know the enchanted movies as you've made I so clear. I bet Did you, you have them written down? Uh the people from the enchanted movie? Yeah. Uh no. Okay. Uh-huh. So I don't get points for that. <laughs> no. Well, no. Wait, no. I'll give you you know what? I'm going to give you I'm going to give you what I call professionalism points. Because, I was going to say plug no. points, proper respect to my yeah, forebears yeah. points. Yeah, yeah, pl- yeah all those uh, things. Yeah, all those yeah. things. Yeah, uh, yeah, right. uh, yeah, respecting your elders standing on the shoulders of giants points. That's, yes. a, that's what you get. Mm-hmm. Uh yeah. knowledge of the lineage points. Cuz yeah. this this is a one mm-hmm. question bonus round. I think you're going to get it. Okay. Ain't that a pip? Can you name mm. the voice actor who played Pip the Troll and also name the movie that that character appears in? Pip the Troll. Pip the Troll. Pip the Troll. And also name the movie that appears in. Pip the Troll. Pip the Troll. 
voices Pip the Troll. Mm-hmm. Pip the Troll. I might Pip have a guess troll. for this one. If, if Pip it, the if Troll. A if, real can I, honest one. Do, well, here's the, here's the thing. Do you, want, do, you want a, do you want a clue or do you want to yeah. pass on to Dan? That's called a Dan Pass. You're allowed one of those per game also. No, no. Go I was phone? only going to do it if, if, if it didn't, you know. Well, would you like it? Would you like a clue first? Dan, Dan doesn't want to help. He wants to steal. I was going to say <laughs> he's got he's got oh, he's I got see. gold in his eyes. I see. Huh, Dan, you're stroking your beard. You're looking off into the distance, <laughs> deep in thought. Maybe I could it, I could I could hazard a guess about the movie, and then if it's correct, maybe that. Uh... Okay, I'm I'm going to use the Dan pass. Okay. Is this is this from a troll in Central Park? Oh no, I'm so sorry. Oh, okay. Dan, he okay. he passed the pip the troll to you and you mm. fumbled it mm. to the ground. It shattered into mm. a million pieces. Oh. Now you got to put it back mm. together with glue Damn before it. I okay. get home and find out it's broken. <laughs> Why uh, did I soak this troll in liquid nitrogen? <laughs> <laughs> it's frozen troll. Okay, pip the troll. Pip the troll. It it does. So what what kind of clue? What kind of clue would you prefer? Would you rather have the year that this movie came out, or would you rather have a clue about the uh, source material that this character was taken from? I would I would rather have a clue about the source material. Okay, Pip the Troll was created by Jim Starlin. Mm. Oh shit! I know. I know. This now. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. This is of At course, first, I thought it was going to be in Reanimator, but that's wrong. <laughs> then I thought it was in Things to Do in Denver When You're Dead. That's wrong. Then I thought it was in The Canyons. Also wrong. But I think we finally figured it out. <laughs> yeah. Who can forget the breakout character from America's favorite blockbuster? <laughs> of course, Pip the Troll was voiced by Patton Oswalt in the end credit scene of Eternals. Yes, you're right. Exactly oh. right. Pip the troll, <laughs> best known to comics fans, the sidekick oh. to Adam Warlock, a character slated to appear, I guess, in the next Guardians of the Galaxy movie. Yeah. Not a Jim Starlin creation, but a character that Jim Starlin really put his mark on. As Flophouse mm. listeners will know, if they listen to the second of the two Elliot Explains Adam Warlock episodes, the first one, of course, was hijacked by Tom Brokaw to talk about the recent Dune film. Uh, but <laughs> yeah. but Griffin, you got full <laughs> points from that. Oh, thank God. And that yeah. raises what you. I, what it raises what your I love is the— that, what I love is that was definitely a moment when many of our listeners, I'm sure, knew the answer and are mad at us. Yeah. <laughs> oh, very, oh, very much so. Very much, well, you don't forget a great character like Pip the Troll. You know, he's, one the of the few, is, he's one of the few teleporting trolls to be loosely based on Jack Kirby's appearance. And so you well, don't forget a character yeah. like that. Every once he in a while. He fucks up my SEO on voice of oh. Pip in Disney film. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Sorry to bring that up. Sorry to remind you about that. But no, it's fine. Griffin, you played a great game. You knew those Newmans. You got some of the Griffins, and you really got some of them. picked that pip. I picked and, that pip. Yeah, and especially after Dan so thoroughly tried to mislead you, which was Turn a really, really tricky thing to do. <laughs> that was the kind of thing you do on a reality show because you're not there to make friends. You're there to win. Right, Dan? Mm-hmm. Doing it, doing it for your family. Uh. Yeah, I was going to say— It's also just embarrassing, you know, that you would uh, try to lead me astray as if I didn't know that Charles Nelson Riley was the voice of Lord, the king consort of Queen Norgana. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's— (laughs) Lord. Of course, Cloris Leachman was Norga, the evil queen of the force who can turn anything to stone with her thumb. (laughs) Cloris Leachman, yeah. And Dom DeLuise— we all know was the voice of Stanley, a troll with a magical green thumb that can grow plants. <laughs> Look, I mean, it's uh-huh. a Don Bluth film, right? So Dom DeLuise is going to be in there. At some yeah. Point. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> You're going to have a little Dom DeLuise in they there. They were best friends. Wheeze laughing away. <laughs> Don and Dom, they were the they were the party boys of L.A. for a while together. You could always find them at the Snake Pit. You know, when I when I was a kid, like I didn't I didn't find Dom DeLuise funny, which seems like the perfect time to find Dom DeLuise funny. But now that I'm uh-huh. a middle-aged man, I kind of find him funny just because the yeah. man is working so goddamn hard all the time. <laughs> you respect him. You don't yeah. like, you don't think it's that funny, but damn it, you respect him. Yeah. Hi, I'm Jackie Cation. Hello, I'm Lori Kilmerton. We do a podcast called The Jackie and Lori Show, and you could listen to it anytime you want it because there's hundreds of episodes. Yeah, I mean, we've been doing comedy forever, and we should both quit. So why don't you listen up <laughs> before we leave this not only terrible business, but this awful world. 
and find out why we can't. Because we love it so. <laughs> the Jackie and Lori Show, every week here on MaximumFun.org. Hi, it's Jesse Thorne, the founder of Maximum Fun. I am breaking into this programming to say thank you to Max Fund's members. Your purchases in this year's post-Max Fund Drive patch sale raised over $50,000 for Trans Lifeline. Maybe you already know about the good work that Trans Lifeline does. If you don't, they're a trans-run organization that offers direct emotional and financial support to trans people in crisis. If you want to learn more about the work Trans Lifeline does or support them further, go to translifeline.org. Thanks for supporting Maximum Fun. Thanks for supporting Trans Lifeline. And thanks for being awesome people who want to do good in the world. The Flophouse is uh, sponsored in part by Lumi Labs. You've probably heard about microdosing. If not, just know that all sorts of people are microdosing daily to feel healthier and perform better. And our show today, as I said, is, is partially sponsored by Microdose Gummies, which deliver perfect entry-level doses of THC that help you feel just the right amount of good. Now, Dan, Some, what would be an imperfect level of THC to help uh, you feel just the right amount of good? Well, you know, I mean, uh, you'd f- an imperfect level to make you feel just the right amount of good? I, I, like, if you had a lot of it, you'd probably feel phased out and maybe a little tired. Mm-hmm, uh, I don't want that. I feel tired enough as it is in my daily life. But <laughs> at this level... It's just sort of a, a mood booster, uh, creativity enhancer. I like uh, that. What if, what if there was too little in there? What, what would happen if there was, if there was too, too little? too little, you probably just would be like, what's going on? I'm not feeling anything. You oh, sound, I hate sound these. angry, yeah. I would be, yeah, yeah, I'd be upset. Great impression of me having case. had too little, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, ah, see, Batman, yeah, you're in trouble. <laughs> yeah, I'm the penguin of an awesome OG Robinson. Yeah. <laughs> okay, shut up, because this is the part where I read it verbatim. Microdose is available nationwide. To learn more about microdosing THC, go to microdose.com and use code FLOP, F L O P, to get free shipping and 30% off your first order. Links can be found in the show description. But again, that is microdose.com, code FLOP. And we're also sponsored in part by Squarespace, the all-in-one platform for building your brand and growing your business online. Stand out with a beautiful website, engage with your audience, and sell anything, your products, content you create, and even your time. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Oh, wait, Stuart, what were you going to say? I'll, I'll get to my point. Stuart, what were you I was say? going to say uh, you could put together a website that lists all the famous Griffins as well as all the famous mm-hmm. Newmans. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you said I could sell anything? Anything. Could I sell like like a like a Yeti? Yes. Wh- a okay. Yeti microphone? Like a dragon? <laughs> a bad dragon on- sex toy? <laughs> <laughs> you know like what? A, a basilisk? This is my fault for not for in, in, unclear uh, phrasing. You can sell anything that exists in oh, the world. Oh, that I already have. Okay. That is, I, uh, so I, couldn't, yeah. I couldn't sell like a magic bean that when you eat it, you can change mm-hmm. shape to be any member of the Three Stooges except for Curly. Well, who wants to be Curly. You know what? You probably could sell it in the sense that you could claim that that is the thing. But then you'd be committing fraud. That's unconnected. That's you misusing the product. You know, like that's 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 a problem on on your yeah. end. So if I'm but, getting uh, it straight, so if I'm getting straight, I can set mm-hmm. up a website where I can do just about anything that's within the bounds of the law and the laws of reality. Yes. I, oh, that's, okay. Wow. Wow. I'd say that's true. Wow. You can sell your products on an online store. Whether you sell physical or digital products, Squarespace has the tools you need to sell online. You can create pro-level videos with uh, the Squarespace Video Studio app, which helps you make and share engaging videos to tell your story, grow your audience, and drive your sales. And you can display posts from your social profiles on your website. Automatically push website content to your favorite social media channels so your followers can share it too. That's why, if any of this interests you, you should head to squarespace.com slash flop for a free trial and when you are ready to launch, use offer code FLOP to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or 
domain. Can I ask you guys, this, you know, we do this little game on, uh, on the Blank Check podcast, the box office game, where I try mm. to guess the top five movies at the box office from the weekend of the, the film that we're discussing. Yeah, you're very good at it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I just was, I, I went onto the Troll in Central Park Wikipedia page just randomly <laughs> after I listed those character names and cast yeah. members. <laughs> yeah. I knew those and then I just felt like looking at the Wikipedia page. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah do, do you three gentlemen want to wager guesses as to the final domestic box office gross of a Troll in Central Park? This is not opening weekend. This is the final total domestic total. box office after gross. it's after yeah. it's complete eight to nine month run in first run mm-hmm. theaters in the united states i'm yeah. gonna put uh-huh. i'm gonna put in a bid i'm gonna say <laughs> a a so you're buying <laughs> are you buying a troll in central no, I, are you buying it i'm gonna make a guess <laughs> at the don bluth estate I'm, sale i'm gonna say it topped out at three hundred and sixty thousand. okay great guess Stuart, elliot either of you want to wager a guess i'm gonna say two hundred and five thousand. Just a while back, tickets were a little cheaper. October 7th, 1994, film was one hour and 16 minutes long. Uh, of course, <laughs> a lot of tickets. Run time. Oh, that means that they can fit more showings the, in. The prices. Yeah. It does, but it also means half the tickets are like half price. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah that's true. Uh, Stuart, do you want to wager a guess? We have one guess in the 300,000s, one guess in the 200,000s. I'm gonna, I'm, you know what? I'm gonna be optimistic. <laughs> I'm gonna say 400,000. Wow. Wait, wait, okay. can, I, can I redefine mine? Uh-huh. I feel like the lower lo- numbers are staked out. I'm going to say $700 million. <laughs> I'm going to say it was the number one film of that year. <laughs> well, Elliot, uh, of course, I should have said we we're doing prices right rules, highest without going over, oh. closest without going over, sorry, rather. Um, but it's a shame because otherwise uh, all of you were very far off. The final domestic total, $71,000. Wow. <laughs> That's got to hurt to see that. Number <laughs> Even and know that your movie made it. Fewer thousands, thou- <laughs> tens but of thousands. But it didn't cost that much than, to make, uh, right? <laughs> fewer fewer yeah, thousands than uh, the the runtime, the number of minutes in there. <laughs> yeah, yes. Seventy six minutes. <laughs> they so they didn't even make a thousand dollars per minute of film. Ugh. No, wow. Nope. I'm not going to budget here, but my guess is higher than seventy one thousand dollars. <laughs> yeah. That reminds me of the time. I think I've talked about this on the show before, but probably if I did, you everyone's probably forgotten it because it's kind of boring. That I learned mm. that the Chinese movie Devils on the Doorstep grossed twenty thousand dollars during its American release, and I was like, I saw that movie, so I must have been one of like fifteen hundred people that saw it in the entire United States, and I felt like I was in a little club, a very exclusive club, yeah, very yeah. exclusive club of people who decided to go on opening night. To see it at the film forum, to see this uh, Chinese import that the New York Times made it sound like it was a dark comedy. It was not a comedy at all. It was a very serious movie. Were you alone in the theater or were there other people? There were a, a small sprinkling of people. Wow, okay. Were yeah. there as many people as there were when uh, I saw the premiere of Cowards Bend the Knee and Guy Madden showed up to introduce it in person? And I think there was probably less than 15 people in the audience. Wow. I think there were not that many, but there were still a few. There's a small sprinkling of people. Mm-hmm. You know what they uh, what they say about troll in Central Park, right? Uh, <laughs> Once you go troll, you never. I mean, go of course I do, but can you troll? enlighten our listeners? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, of course. I, I and I, I'm sorry to bore the listeners with the thing they already know that I'm about to <laughs> yeah, just repeat course, on yeah. Mike. Uh, only approximately seven thousand people ever saw Troll in Central Park in theaters, <laughs> but every single one of them went on to write a great rock album. Oh, wow. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, it's funny that <laughs> there's been so much Troll in Central Park uh, talk because mm-hmm. I remember very distinctly um, voting for Don Bluth and you guys' brackets and oh, yeah. for what yes. to cover and uh, Marie Barty being on Twitter being like, why are you, why are you nutcases voting for Don Bluth? And I'm like, Look, I would love to hear this. Like, when is anyone going to talk about Don Bluth to the degree that I want to hear a podcast yeah, talk about Don never. Bluth? And and look, one of the more interesting kind of rise and fall film careers. Yeah. Imagine. Oh, I mean, yeah. from from literally like the Golden Boy at Disney. You know. Yes. Too. Yes. But uh, this is interesting. As long as we were talking about a troll in Central Park uh, during an mm-hmm. episode that probably should have ended some time ago, mm-hmm. uh, I it's decided a, it's a maxi mini. Yeah. I, I decided to look up uh, a gnome named Norm uh, mm-hmm. because uh, I thought about oh, sure. <laughs> only now only now learning that was not an animated film but a live action film. Okay. It w- was was that a, a, a disgusting animatronic creation? It was. A, it was a. It was someone in a costume. It looks like it was directed by Stan Winston. So. Oh. 
Jeez. Mm. But it, but voiced yeah. voiced by Rob Paulson, the great voice actor Rob Paulson. Who but, played Arthur on the Tick cartoon? Oh, was he? He was Arthur on the Tick cartoon. That's right. It was right, two yeah. voices. It was it was a classic. And it was Mickey Dolan's eventually started it. Right. Mickey Dolan's was season one, and then Rob Paulson took over. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I forgot how uh, disgusting the gnome named Norm looked. <laughs> <laughs> this is a movie I only knew by title, and I'm only realizing now. Same. But it is. It's an amazing. Cast I mean, that because brings... that's a fucking banger of a title, right? Yes. That like and, that is yeah. a name that sticks in your head forever. <laughs> yeah, and we have to. It'll be on your deathbed, for, and that'll still be in there. For the people only who. Movie, I have to assume the only movie where Jerry Orbach and Robert Zadar are in the same cast. And it's very important that I, you know, for people who are listening to this and may not have ever seen a gnome named Norm written out, there is a G before Norm. So Yeah, yeah that's the joke. That's the joke yeah, of the I just, title, uh, everybody. Yeah, but if you're hearing it, you don't know. You don't know the, <laughs> no, that's true. the full no one's brilliance say of a gnome a, named, a gnome named, Norm named a, Gnorm or a gnome right. named Gnorm. It's right. not how you pronounce things. I... Uh, uh, the Wikipedia says a gnome named Norm, also known in some markets as Upworld. Why even bother? <laughs> if you're not gonna fucking call the thing a gnome named Norm, why bother putting in the theaters? My, this is my this is all my only my only suggestion, maybe, to play devil's mm. advocate, is that maybe that was the foreign release title in places where the hilarious gnome with a G and Norm with a G wouldn't play quite the same way. This is interesting. Insane. I didn't. Sorry, I mean, you probably said this before when you said it was live action, but this is so much more interesting than I assumed a gnome named Norm would be. Now I kind of want to see it. The fact that it's directed by Stan Winston is about a cop who teams up with a gnome to solve a murder. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I want, I, I was, and you know, yes. you see the you see the pictures of Norm, uh-huh. I'm assuming is the name. I mean, the title says it all. And you're like, wow, he's really hairy and strange looking. What does his whole body look like? <laughs> and when you see his whole body, it just asks more questions. Mm. Now, now you may be asking yourself, was a gnome named Norm written a gnome named Norm written and produced by the same man who wrote and produced Robin Hood Prince of Thieves? Well, yes, of course it was. Of course it was. And did that same man also supervise the fight montages in Rocky II? Yes, of course, we all know that. Yeah. Wow. So he then went on to make a gnome named Norm. This is like if Brian Froud fell asleep while drawing. <laughs> yeah. I think I like the Spanish name uh, Nomo Cop the most. Oh, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I'm realizing I absolutely have been picturing a different movie in my head when I have heard a gnome named Norm. Yeah. yeah. I feel like there was some early 90s Disney Channel rotation movie in which there's like some kind of troll in an office. There's mm. a visual I have yeah. okay. of like a little person with an animatronic head or maybe a lot of prosthetic makeup wearing a suit, but they have like furry hobbit feet and some sort of like Brian Froud uh, face. Uh, but not as horrific as this. Yeah. The, this, the buddy cup Anthony Michael Hall thing, this was not what I had in mind. No, and in case you were wondering if this came out that the same year that the same cinematographer had King of New York uh, directed by Abel Ferrara came out. Yes, it was the same <laughs> cinematographer, same year. <laughs> Thank you for answering all these questions. Does the gnome yeah. yeah. have crazy. a gnome in it? Is that the... Is that what I'm thinking of? I'm waiting for like one of your listeners to eventually write in and, and tell me what this movie is that I'm thinking of. But maybe well, yeah. it is... I'm just going to do yeah. a quick that, search for the, gnome movie. The movies. poster of the gnome mobile has a tall tale about little people. It says, they cut a timber tycoon down to size. <laughs> and it's... <laughs> You know, some people like doing like a Harrison Ford point at some gnomes. This looks very uh, Darby O'Gillis and the Little People, yeah. where it's just small people. It's just uh, actors shrunk down using the magic of uh, movies. Yeah, as opposed to a horrific gnome with a with a I, with a scary face. Right, and I'm yeah. picturing a slightly cuter na- gnome in a suit. <laughs> Yeah, sitting behind a desk. What is this movie? I'm thinking. Of? I, Someone please write it. I can. I know. I I can see it too. I see like the VHS cover of this thing. Yeah. <sighs> okay. Well, that's the cliffhanger that I think we should end on. Control uh, uh-huh. yeah. in office movie. You know what I'm so, finding? Oh, I'm, finding I, I, I'm finding a VHS box for Upworld, which has English text mm-hmm. on the front. It says Casey's a cop. Gnomes and no- norms a gnome. Together, the long and short arm of the law. So I was wrong. That's not the foreign title. They just decided. I guess to. I guess maybe they thought they could fool some people at the video store into thinking it wasn't a norm, a gnome named Norm that they were that they were renting. Wow. Uh, Stuart, did, was there something that you wanted to? Uh... Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so before, uh, so thanks so much for joining us, Griffin. This has been oh, great. My um, pleasure. Always a pleasure. 
this uh, this mini is part of the Flophouse podcast. Uh, thank you uh, so much for listening. We're on the Maximum Fun Network. It's produced by Alex Smith. Say thank you a bunch and bye. <laughs> And welcome back. Welcome to this podcast. This is the Kind Rewind, the podcast where we recap Dan and Stuart going out to dinner uh, with actor Richard Kind. I'm your host, Stuart Wellington. Joining me is Dan McCoy. And we have two guests as well. We got Elliot Kaling and Griffin Newman. Hey, everybody. Uh, Dan, so what do you think of that food? It's very, very, very nice. Very nice. Very nice uh-huh. evening. But I think what people are really looking forward to the meat of this podcast, that is, not the meat of the meal, because that was actual meat, but the meat of the podcast, of course, is what did you think of actor Richard Kind? Uh, well, uh, I'll tell you something. I've never seen so much pure joy on someone's face and never taken so much joy in someone's reaction as when, for whatever reason, Audrey mentioned us going on the Avatar uh, amusement park ride. And Richard Kind's face getting super serious and super enthused, saying, that's the best ride. <laughs> and uh, just like the intensity and clear love for the Avatar ride was delightful to see. Uh, I just want to say that both of you texted me while you were at dinner <laughs> with Richard Kind to tell me that you were at dinner with Richard Kind. <laughs> Well, you know, when you're at when you have dinner with uh, someone uh, at the level of a Richard Kind, you got to let everyone know. And I, w- I feel done like the exact same thing in your position. Of the yes. people in my life, I'm like Griffin really wants to know this. <laughs> yeah, and I believe my response was, "This is the third time someone has independently brought up Richard Kind to me." <laughs> Today. <laughs> He's on everybody's lips. There's one name it, on everybody's lips, and it's kind. It had happened in two in-person conversations, hours apart the same day that you, both of you then texted me and what? said, we're wow. at dinner with Richard Kind right now. Yeah. Uh, what a dream. And for me, it was uh, it was quite, it was really great to watch uh, my man Dan McCoy chatting up about theater stuff with Richard Kind. Uh, smiles all around. Uh, a lot of love. Uh, yeah, so this has been The Kind Rewind. Thanks so much for tuning in. <laughs> Bye! <laughs> Stuart, I think you showed so such restraint in not bringing that bit in <laughs> at any point when we were just talking about no movies for a while. The trick is, is I forgot about it for a minute. MaximumFun.org Comedy and culture. Artist-owned, audience-supported.